This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. I am Seth Peterson. Hi, I'm Debbie Hedron. I'm Rhonda Schwartz. I'm Josh Roberts. This is Jesslyn Gilson. Hello, I'm Victor Webb. Hi, this is Charlotte Ross. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. What's up, you guys? This is AJ from the Backstreet Boys. Hi, this is Shannon Elizabeth, and you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. And you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. With John Patch. John Patch. You're listening to Talkin' Pets with John Patch. Hello, America, and welcome to Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. Join John and his expert guests with all of your pet questions, concerns, comments, and stories. Now it's time for Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. And welcome to Talkin' Pets, heard coast-to-coast on your favorite radio station. This is Talkin' Pets, and I'm John Patch. Joining us from Good Dog U, Animal Planet is... Jay Stutz. Here to answer your training questions and your behavior questions about your pets at 844-305-7800. 844-305-7800. The show is produced here at the farm by the ever-so-lovely Miss Daisy Charlotte. Hello, hello. Hi, Daisy. We have a special guest joining us. His name is George Burgess. He is the director of International Shark Attack Files, and um, we're going to be talking with him. It is Shark Week coming up, and uh, George is actually the director of University of Florida Program of Shark Research. So he's going to be telling us all about sharks and what we can expect to actually see on Nat Geo Wild starting tomorrow at 8 p.m. And, um, by the way, the show is brought to you in part by SCOE 10X, the ultimate odor eliminator. That's SCOE 10X. If you want to get 10% off, put the word PETS in the promo code at SCOE10X.com, and you can take those odors out of your home. Also, new tricks. If you have an older dog or cat, and they are losing their focus and their vitality in their older years, new tricks is guaranteed to bring it back. And you can get 20% off by putting John Patch 20 in the promo code at newtricks.com. N-E-U-T-R-I-C-K-S.com. And don't forget, if you want to stay cool this summer, you could do that with the clothing by Arctic Cool. But once again, I'm John Patch. I'm Jay Stutz. And I'm Daisy Charlotte. Talking pets. George Burgess, Director of International Shark Attack File. Burgess is widely known as one of the top shark attack experts in the world. He is Director of University of Florida Program for Shark Research, and he keeps the shark attack file. Now, Burgess investigates all known shark attacks on humans and compiles and synthesizes the research about each incident. He likes to remind people that for every shark attack on humans, we kill 10 million sharks. He also conducts studies on the abundance and distribution of sharks, investigates their biology, ecology, and behavior, and he educates audiences of, about shark conservation throughout outreach programs. Now, Burgess is an 
ichthyologist and um, fisheries biologist who has authored numerous books and papers on sharks and other fish. I want to welcome on to the program none other than himself, Mr. George Burgess. Hey, George, how are you doing? Welcome to Talking Pets. Good to be with you today. It's nice to have you on the show with us. I want to uh, introduce you to um, not only our producer, which is uh, Daisy Charlotte, but also Mr. Jay Stutz. Hey, George, how you doing? Hi there, folks. How you doing? Good. It's good to hear from you. And I've got—I know I've got some personal questions for you, George, as well as um, you know, talk to you about Shark Fest is upon us now, and um, basically. Uh, the, the waters are going to be infested. It's that time of the year again. The sun is out and the beaches are packed with vacationers looking to escape the heat. So not a care in the world except for what they fear is lurking beneath the water. And I have to admit, living in Tampa Bay, Florida, that um, when I'm out in the water, um, I actually kind of think, what's down there? <laughs> <laughs> should should people fear, George, the fact of going in the oceans? Like, you remember 1973, I think it was, when... You know, um, uh, the yeah. movie Jaws came out. It was not safe to go back in the ocean. No, not at all. <laughs> or at least during the movie. What do you think, George? No, I, I think I think we uh, I think we need to understand that uh, sharks are a uh, uh, natural part of that environment. Uh, and of course, uh, um, you, you characterized it initially as uh, shark-infested waters. Uh, uh, I guess I would uh, take you to task on that uh, right at the beginning because. Uh, uh, lice and fleas are uh, infesting organisms. Uh, sharks simply live in the ocean, uh, and that's their their habitat. But uh, when we enter the sea, of course, we're uh, we're uh, uh, visitors to a, uh, a wilderness, uh, and as such, uh, we need to understand that there are uh, some risks that we take uh, when we do any wilderness experience. And uh, of course, uh, in the sea, sharks are but one of many that uh, can do us a occasional harm. Okay, I gotta, I gotta get a, a myth either from you um, to tell me this is wrong or this is right. People have told me, and I've heard in the past, that when you're out swimming in the ocean, you should not be wearing jewelry. Is that true? Uh, that's uh, uh, one of our uh, suggestions to avoid uh, uh, the uh, the light glinting off of uh, metallic objects. Uh, of course. Uh, uh, mimics the uh, the same effect uh, on scales of fishes, and so um, uh, probably uh, one of the good things to avoid uh, uh, is is wearing rings on, on our fingers and, and toes. I guess nowadays, and yep. and uh, and uh, 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 other sorts of jewelry because uh, sharks and and other uh, predators such as barracuda in particular um, uh, often will will grab at the, the glint, and and then, and there can be some consequence, obviously. Jewelry's right below wearing a seal or sea lion suit as well, John. Just, just in case you want to pull that out of the closet. No, I was going to say actually, this is this is like bad for marriages because all of a sudden the husbands or the wives are going to be taking off their wedding bands, and the wife is going to say, "Honey, why'd you take your band off?" And he's going to be like, "Well, I was swimming in the ocean, and George told me that it will attract sharks." <laughs> They're going to blame it on George. <laughs> I've heard the term "yum yum yellow" too to avoid yellow. Is that a thing? Yeah, sharks uh, see contrast particularly well, and and um, so uh, uh, bright colors such as yellow or white in the water are, are obviously seen much better. And there's a a good uh, good reason why uh, uh, the Coast Guard and, and Navy and so forth use bright color uh, life preservers uh, so that they could be seen from uh, uh, the air and, and and from the the uh, the bridges of boats. So uh, yes, the, uh, the that sort of bright yellow orange color that. Uh, uh, is used in in 
on life preservers uh, is uh, is what we shark scientists call yum yum yellow, uh, <laughs> just because uh, uh, humans can see it better, and so can sharks. So, George, are, are shark attacks? I mean, I've heard they're increasing. Is that true? Uh, shark attacks in general are are increasing. If we look at the uh, the last uh, eleven decades, going back to the turn of the twentieth century. Uh, each decade has had more attacks than the previous one, and uh, uh, we can safely predict that our current decade will uh, surpass the first one of the of the uh, of this century. Uh, the reason uh, is not that sharks are suddenly getting hungrier uh, or that they've got some sort of a vendetta against humans, but more uh, a function of the fact that we as humans are are, are increasing. Uh, our population increases every year. And with it comes a concurrent increase in the number of hours being spent on aquatic recreation. So uh, the fact of the matter is sharks are, are flooding, uh, I'm sorry, humans are sh- uh, flooding sharks out of their own environment. Um, and uh, it's just an odds game. And if you put more people in the water, you're going to have more uh, shark attacks, you're going to have more jellyfish stings, you're going to have more stub toes. Hey, George, don't go away. We're going to take a little break. We're going to come back with George Burgess. He's the director of International Shark Attack File. He's the director of University of Florida Program for uh, Shark Research. We're also going to be giving away uh, a book during this hour with George, and it's uh, called Shark, and it's from National Geographic, and it's uh, by Brian Scarry. So we're going to give that book out to two lucky winners as well. So wait until I announce it, and I'll say, hey, you know, call, and then you can win the book. So stay tuned for that. It's a great book. So if you want to know about sharks and all, this book called Sharks by Brian is actually a great book, and it's by Nat- National Geographic. But we are speaking with George Burgess, and uh, Shark Week, it's actually Shark Fest, starts tomorrow, 8 o'clock Sunday, um, on your Nat Geo channels. So don't go away. We'll be right back for more of Talking Pets. Not pumped about cleaning the litter box? Try World's Best Cat Litter Zero Mess, the litter that gives you two times better clumping and more odor control with less litter. That's right, you scoop once and you're done. No chiseling, no scraping, no crumbling, no problem. Looking for fast and easy litter box cleanup? Zero Mess. Try it. You're welcome in advance. Save $2 on World's Best Cat Litter. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Looking for some peace and quiet Hope 
And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Jay Stutz. And I'm Daisy Charlotte. Give us a call at 844-305-7800. We're speaking with George Burgess. He's Director of International Shark Attack Files, also the Director of University of Florida Program for Shark Research. And uh, we're going to give away one of the books right now, compliments from National Geographic. It's called Shark. It's a great picture book as well as information by Brian. I think I got his last name right. Scurry, scurry, scurry. Maybe it's scurry. Um, but we're going to send that book out to you. So number three caller that calls in the Quinn at the network right now. The book is yours. 844-305-7800. It's a great picture book, like I said. And if you're into sharks, you'll learn a lot. Um, 844-305-7800. 844-305-7800. Call right now, whether you're watching us live on Facebook and actually hearing us now. Um <laughs> Or you're listening to us on your favorite radio station, so give us a buzz. 844-305-7800. This is Talking Pets. George, as I said, I've got you know more and more questions, personal, and then, of course, we're going to talk about uh, Shark Fest, which is going on on Nat Geo, and people can tune in tomorrow night, uh, Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, I believe. And um, I want to ask you, um, how do you avoid a shark while you're out in the water? I mean, is there a way? We talked about clothing and jewelry and... Stuff like that. John's but. a little bit upset because all of his friends keep telling him to wear his yum yum yes. bathing suit to the beach. I wondered why they and now he's be. got a, and now he's got a second guess what they're actually meaning by that. <laughs> you know, it's funny though. My my friend Scott always wears a yellow bathing suit when we go to the beach, and I'm like, now I'm going to have to tell him take that off. <laughs> You're better off going naked. <laughs> George, what about people on rafts? I mean, do they are they a bigger target uh, than somebody just swimming or wading in the water? No, probably not. Not unless you're, uh, of course. Engaging in in white shark territory, which tend to be cooler waters, uh, such as the west coast of the United States and the uh, the northeast part of the uh, of the U.S. New England, uh, in those areas where you're when you're on a raft or perhaps in a kayak, uh, the larger white sharks might engage uh, because they do seem to be attracted to the floating shape at the at the at the water surface, which of course they oftentimes will. Uh, Equate with a, uh, a seal or, or or a dolphin things that they eat as, as adults, uh, but in your area in Florida and, and throughout most of the United States, uh, you're you're no more uh, of interest to a shark whether you're on a, on a raft or you or you're floating at the surface uh, without anything. You know, it's interesting because in the animal world, um, in terms of dogs, um, domesticated animals, dogs or whatever that attack people, um, sometimes authorities will put the dog down we'll put it to sleep do they do that with sharks and first off how are you going to find which one did it <laughs> um uh th- there are uh, attempts to do that sometimes by uh by local uh, uh authorities uh, uh you, you you of course hit the the nail on the head the the chance of finding the uh the offending uh, animal uh are are, are essentially zero um, so what you end up having then are are sacrificial kills that are being done for uh, uh, PR purposes or simply for revenge. Uh, I'm not a big fan of uh, putting down the dogs that bite a human either, uh, in the sense that uh, you know most of these animals are are, are territorial, and um, and so uh, uh, you know when 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 these incidents occur. The human has wandered into the dog's territory, and, and in many cases, those dogs have been trained to be protective. And so, uh, uh, I, I think it's kind of unfair to uh, to put those animals down uh, under those circumstances. Certainly, uh, here in Florida as well, um, I, I'm calling from from Florida. 
uh, alligators are, are occasional biters of humans, and and the uh, the state uh, does in fact try to identify the attacking uh, alligator and and, and kill it. Um, uh, frankly, I think that's it's more of a sense of revenge than it is of uh, of uh, safety. Yeah, and you mentioned earlier, George, that it's not the shark's fall. And one of the things that amazes me is um, I've seen some um, some commercials on TV of of surfers that have actually lost limbs to sharks, and they are part of an organization that um, they they put uh, stickers and stuff on their surfboards that say they do not want the shark killed if if they are killed by a shark because they understand just that that they are they are in the shark's territory and they don't want that type of uh, retribution if they were to become injured or killed by a shark and and that just kind of goes um, along the lines that you said is that people that spend time in the water and surf and swim they respect that that boundary and they realize that they are they are enjoying the shark's territory uh, and they don't they don't want any type of retribution if they were to be injured yeah, that, I, I would say that that characterizes in general uh, the surfing community. Um, uh, uh, I don't think there's a better group of people that are engaged in aquatic recreation than surfers when it comes to uh, their thought processes uh, relative to shark. Uh, obviously, nobody wants to get bit by a shark, and, and nobody ever wants to die. Uh, but the reality is, is uh, surfers are out there more than any other user group. Uh, they're in the area where sharks generally are more common. Uh, and most of these folks uh, see sharks on a regular basis uh, when they're surfing and uh, are, I guess, uh, are, are more at, at, at home or at one with the, uh, with the environment they're in. So uh, they have a very uh, uh, enlightened view of sharks in general, and it's a, a very rare circumstance to ever hear a surfer come out and say something bad about sharks after the fact. In fact, most surfers... Uh, where uh, any scars they have from sharks as badges of honor. You know, um, I want to say congratulations to Martin out in Idaho, actually, who's getting a copy of the book from National Geographic called Shark, and it's by Brian Scurry. And from Idaho, he's probably really Idaho. interested in sharks, because he probably doesn't see many of <laughs> you them. You know what, it's funny, though, because a friend of mine does um, a show and stuff like that on scuba diving and all, and I heard, actually, that that part of the country, like Idaho and Colorado, are big on scuba diving, and I'm thinking, where? But they travel. <laughs> it's like when they go on vacation. They get out. That. Yeah, they go out, and that's what they do a scuba dive, so it's, it's like a big big industry, I guess. But Hey, hey George, what's what's the favorite, your favorite part of your job? I mean, it, it seems kind of um, may, maybe sort of uh, depressing to keep the shark attack file and, um, you know, document attacks and stuff like that, but what's the, what's the best part of your job? Well, you know, uh, obviously, shark attack is a uh, is a public phenomenon. I wouldn't be on here today if it wasn't of interest to people. So, we understand that, and and, and our job in dealing with the shark attack file is simply to uh, investigate the uh, circumstances surrounding the attacks. And after looking at thousands of these investigations, we begin to see patterns. Those patterns then allow us to offer advice as to how to reduce the risk. Uh, so that's a service uh, a thing we do. Uh, but the reality uh, is our program and most uh, uh, shark uh, researchers around the world are, are uh, uniformly concerned about the plight of sharks uh, and their populations. Uh, definitely a big, on, on definitely a big concern. George, don't go away. Hold on. We've got to go out to a break, and we're going to come right back with George Burgess, Director of International Shark Attack File, and, of course, from Nat Geo Wild. This is Talking Pets. Molly! 
Here's your dinner. Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Hi, I'm Dana Humphrey, the founder of Whitegate PR. We have been specializing in PR and marketing in the pet industry for over 10 years. If you have a pet product or service you would like to promote, give us a call. We can help create awareness for your brand on TV, radio, magazines, newspapers, and blogs. Feel free to reach me directly at 619-414-9307 or learn more on our website at whitegatepr.com or follow us on Facebook. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. She said her name was a hand-me-down name from the side of a family that long ago came over here on a boat from somewhere in Spain. Sounded to me just a little bit strange, I guess. But I have to admit, it felt good on my lips. Once again, you're listening to Talkin' Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Jay Stutz. And I'm Daisy Charlotte. Daisy, I like the uh, song you played going out, actually. Pieces. Did you, <laughs> did you pick get that? that yes, I did get it. Did you get it tastes good on my lips, too? Yeah, I got that, in? too. <laughs> Very Sharks good. don't have lips. <laughs> hey, George Burgess, the uh, director of International Shark Attack File, Nat Geo Wild, and, of course, uh, director of University of Florida Program for Shark Research. Um, what about in terms of somebody is attacked by a shark? I had heard certain scenarios that there's a way of beating them off, and by poking them in the eye or punching them in the nose. Does that work? Yeah, it does, Sub. Uh, the... Uh uh, of course, the first thing you should do if you see a shark is to get it out of the water, and that seems like a, a no-brainer. But uh, a lot of uh, surfers stay in the water when sharks are around and sometimes pay the price. Uh, but if you're actually under attack and, and the shark is coming at you, uh, you should be aggressive. Uh, you should be passive because they, they are, as predators, respect uh, power and, and, and size. Uh, and if you literally are, are in the mouth of a shark, uh, the eyes and the gill slits, the five uh, slits right behind the, uh, the eyes, uh, are, are very sensitive areas. Uh, and certainly uh, poking, uh, probing with your fingers into those areas would be a, 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 a good move and has been shown uh, on, uh, successfully uh, to work on, on, on occasion. So uh, you want to you fight back. It's, uh, you don't want to be passive if you're being bitten by a shark. Now, I heard that these guys that you're hearing in the background actually have fought off sharks to save human life. Is that true? Uh, there, there was one instance that, that, that I, uh, I recall in, in, in the, the Red Sea uh, where a, 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 a group of, uh, of dolphins, in fact, did 
uh, come to the rescue of a, uh, a diver who was being attacked by a shark. Uh, but other than that single instance, uh, I'm unaware of any other active uh, cooperation, if you will, between uh, dolphins and humans during attack situations. But, of course, uh, uh, sharks are very happy to, to engage with uh, dolphins uh, as meals. Uh, and, and dolphins are, are not so happy to engage back to protect themselves. So um, uh, there is, uh, of course, uh, a protection in numbers. Uh, uh, dolphins uh, are formed pods, and that keeps them safer in the sea from sharks. And when we enter the sea, we're safer when we're in pods, too. So one of the things to do to, to reduce shark attack is to go out in groups rather than become isolated. Good to know. Now, SharkFest Television's uh, actually uh, second best-known week of sharks returns to Nat Geo Wild on Sunday. That's tomorrow, uh, July 23rd at 8 p.m. Eastern, Pacific Time. And in addition to the decorated Olympian Ryan Lotke, he makes a splash to help spread the word about the most sharks per square inch on television. And if you go to TalkingPets.com, that's our website, you'll see a promo piece there with uh, Ryan, actually, for SharkFest uh, on Nat Geo Wild. By the way, you can uh, watch us right now on Facebook Live at Talking Pets Radio. No G in the talking. We're all waving to you. So, um, And a big shout-out to Suzanne and Darla, who's saying hi as well. And um, so you can check us out there if you want to watch us on Facebook Live at Talking Pets Radio. But I want to get into um, SharkFest. Now, it starts tomorrow, George, and I understand, you know, it's starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, and it's Shark versus Predator. That's going to be the first televised um, event, basically. And it's also going to get the Whale That Ate Jaws and Shark Kill Zone. So what will people expect on that first night of Shark Fest? Well, there's uh, an emphasis uh, on that first night on the, the competition uh, between uh, uh, sharks and, and other predators. And, uh, of course, uh, m- most of the time the, the sharks uh, win when, when they go against things. But, for instance, uh, saltwater crocodiles in, in, in Australia uh, are, uh, are routine feeders on, on young sharks uh, in the uh, mouths of estuaries where especially bull sharks are, 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 are born. And so uh, we've seen a fair amount of uh, crocodile winning in, in those uh, episodes. Uh, but uh, other other sorts of uh, creatures, such as seals uh, uh, and sea lions and so forth, have big teeth, um, and so uh, they don't go down easy. So uh, uh, some of the the uh, the, the uh, program is going to be looking at that. Now, Monday night, July 24th at 8 p.m. Um, Eastern Pacific Time, Tiger Shark Terror, Mega Hammerhead, Mission Critical, Sharks Under Attack. Yeah, uh, uh, the uh, the Tiger Shark uh, uh, show will be uh, looking at uh, uh, Tiger Sharks uh, off of the Bahamas, and and uh, of course, uh, as you indicated, though there's a show on, on on hammerheads as well. Each of these species, of course, have their own uh, interesting uh, caveats about their 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 behavior and their life history and so forth. So it's a chance to to get into individual species there. Now, I want to say, too, um, we have another book to give away, Compliments of National Geographic. It's called Shark by Brian Scurry. And what we're going to do is send that out to the fourth caller. If you're number four that calls in right now at 844-305-7800, 844-305-7800, the book is yours, full of great pictures about sharks and information, and that's going to come out to you, Compliments from Nat Geo Wild. So, uh, and again, the Shark Fest starts tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern Pacific Time on Nat Geo Wild. On Tuesday night, July 25th is Shark Swarm, Shark Alley, and sh- sh- um, Shocking Sharks. What's the Shocking Sharks about? Ah, uh, 
you know what? I don't have the information on that particular one, so I'm not going to be able to help you. Uh, but I can tell you that the other other two shows are uh, are focusing on aggregations of sharks, where when we find sharks together in numbers, because mostly uh, sharks are not uh, uh, are, are, are solitary animals, but uh, on occasion they're found in in aggregations, and so. Uh, that night we'll look more uh, at that uh, concept. And then Wednesday night, July 26th, is going to be World's Deadliest Shark Frenzy, Shark versus Predator, and Blacksburg Sharks? What is that? I, I, I think we're going to be looking more at the, uh, at the, uh, the, the, the predation, the, uh, the feeding behaviors and activities of sharks uh, on that night, and so the focus will be more on that aspect of their biology. Thursday night, July 27th, on Nat Geo Wild for Shark Fest. Actually, this year is going to be starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. It's United Sharks of America, Sharkatraz, and uh, Tiger Shark Terror. Now, on Friday night at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Pacific Time, on Nat Geo Wild for Shark Fest, when sharks attack Florida Frenzy, when sharks attack Gulf Coast Killers, and at 10 p.m., it's going to be when sharks attack Hawaiian Terror. So, enjoy your vacation, people. <laughs> <laughs> George, I got to tell you, it was a great pleasure having you on and, and and talking about you know Shark Fest and all. And I'm I'm a big fan of Nat Geo Wild, and um, so I, I love having you guys on the air with us. And the shows are phenomenal. And um, you know, I've got my book, and Jay and, and Daisy, we all got our shark book and our and our videos and stuff like that too. So uh, that's definitely something that I'm going to be watching quite a bit because as scary as sharks are, they are fascinating, aren't they? Yeah, they are, and I'd be remiss if I didn't leave you with the message that uh, although they uh, they can be dangerous, uh, on average over the last decade we only see six fatalities from shark attack a year worldwide. Wow. So uh, although we, uh, we we tend to focus on shark attack as a phenomenon, the fact is, is uh, compared to virtually every other risk associated with aquatic recreation, sharks are at the bottom of the list. Hey, George, what's the biggest challenge for sharks in the wild? Is it finning, or is there another... Um, concern for the the um, survival of sharks. The, the the concept of finning is uh, the, the unfortunate process in some quarters. Of people taking the fins off of live sharks and throwing them back into the sea minus their fins. Obviously, uh, a cruel practice and, and and a very wasteful one, considering that fishing is is, is supposed to use the whole animal. Uh, the the problem with uh, with the conservation of sharks worldwide, however, is that. Uh, those fins are very valuable, being sent to Asia for uh, the shark fin soup market, and so that's what uh, motivates the fisheries. And most of the the catches are being done as bycatch, uh, caught incidentally while fishing for other high price items like tuna and swordfish. So that's the big problem in sharks is is overfishing. Uh, frankly, we've just gotten too damn uh, good at catching uh, sharks, and we need to uh, ease back on the number that we're catching. Well, congratulations to Donna out in Pullman, Washington. She's getting a copy of the book. She was caller number four, so that's going to come out to you, Donna, from National Geographic for Nat Geo Wild. Again, George Burgess, Director of International Shark Attack File, the Director of University of Florida Program for Shark Research. George, thanks so much for joining us here on the program of Talking Pets. A great pleasure, and give our best to everybody at Nat Geo Wild. All righty. Good to be with you guys. Thanks, George. Thanks, Take George. care. Have Take a good care. weekend. That's George Burgess, and what a fascinating man. Um, you know, that just... Sharks in general, I find fascinating, scary, but fascinating. I never want to like meet one up close and personal, though. Well, I I wonder what he was like as a kid. Like if he was always interested in sharks, or you know what what kind of uh, 
get somebody into a a career like that. I don't know, but it's it, it definitely <laughs> get him back interesting. Off. Yeah, I know. I'm telling you. Email me, George. Well, we'll be right back. Once again, you are listening to Talking Pets. We'll be right back and give us a call at 844-305-7800. Retrievers, Labradors, Goldens are the main breeds that come through our door, but we'll train anything with four legs and a tail. My husband and I own a kennel. We train hunting dogs and also have a boarding and grooming business. Our dogs, they're athletes, and we feed them very quality food. You can't get enzymes in a commercial dog food because they cook it at such a high heat that so much important nutrition is just cooked right out of it. But adding Dynavite to their diet has... Every single dog in my kennel looking better than they have ever looked. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 859-428-1000. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa. The digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food. Dynavite is nutrition. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E. <laughs> Dynavite's the bomb. 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. Dynavite for life. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot oh. com. Begging to hear more of your favorite show? Full episodes of all our shows are available on demand. Go to PetLifeRadio.com to fetch our entire lineup of possum pet podcasts. Also, dig us up in iHeartRadio and iTunes. Let's talk pets. Live and on demand only from Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> From meat farms to loving families, that's what one animal activist is hoping will happen for several dogs rescued rescued from a meat farm in South Korea. The dogs are now in the Milwaukee area and will eventually be available for adoption. Dogs arriving in Wisconsin at the Humane Animal Welfare Society in Waukesha County after being rescued from a meat farm in South Korea. Humane Society International rescued 149 dogs in all from a deplorable conditions. Rescuers said as part of Korea's Baknal days, the dogs would have been killed and used in soup. One of the dogs had to be in quarantine for a month and receive her vaccinations before she could be allowed into the United States. This is an amazing thing for us to do. We're just a small shelter in Waukesha County that normally deals with the dogs here at home, but this is a chance for us to make a difference on a global scale, said Jennifer Smyja of Hawks Waukesha said. It's exciting to think they're going to be from soup into these deplorable conditions where they are a commodity to loved family members of families, Smyja said. Waukesha Humane Animal Welfare Society will be receiving more dogs from South Korea in the coming days. For more information, visit TalkingPets.com and join us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Remember to watch us Saturdays from 5 to 8 Eastern on Facebook Live at Talking Pets Radio. Reporting for Talking Pets, I'm Daisy Charlotte.
And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Jay Stutz. And I'm Daisy Charlotte. I actually met her. Um, Agnes sings that she won uh, Sweden Idol, and she was down in Tampa Bay, actually, uh, at one of my friend's clubs, and he invited me upstairs, and we sat and chatted for a while and hung out, and real nice, actually. She gave me her phone number, and it's somewhere in this room. <laughs> it's on her picture somewhere, and I didn't yet put it in a frame. Um, Did you it, buy her album? Um, Does she have an album, or just I think a she song? gave it to me. I think it's... Um, I think she gave it to me. That's probably what her number's written on. <laughs> no, no, it's on the picture. I remember oh, okay. that. She put it on her photo, and like, she turned it over, and she said, here's my phone number. Call me. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Actually, um, Daisy, uh, last week or two weeks ago, had the pleasure of uh, hanging out with the Backstreet Boys. What? Yeah. yeah. And AJ actually did the open, like one of the openings on our yeah. show here, And um, but you hung out with them all. Nick yeah. Carter and all? Yeah, we got to go out to Las Vegas and see them at the Planet Hollywood in their show. And we got to go up to the the green room before the show and say hi to them all. Was that a Groupon that you bought? Or did you win that? Or <laughs> no. do you know somebody? My boyfriend covers the Buccaneers. And okay. Nick, Nick Carter's a big Buccaneers fan. So hey. uh, they kind of know each other from that. So Nick invited us out to come to the show. Awesome. Oh, it's like cool. it's like the two degrees or you know six degrees to you know who you know and stuff like that. Everybody <laughs> always knows everybody, you know, when you put it in a degrees factor. Yeah. Um. But so that's kind of cool though. I mean, cool. I'll tell you though, through you know doing the pet show though, we've had a lot of artists and stuff like that on the show, and it's kind of cool the people that you meet, and it's amazing the amount of people that are in, you know love with animals, and mm-hmm. so it's it's great when they come on. I know I've been trying to get Carrie Underwood on for a while, and. I was close two or three She's times. She's busy. I know, and that's what I keep getting. She's like, okay, yeah, look, we're going to come on. And then all of a sudden, oh, I got to go to the word show. Or I got to do this. I'm like, come on, 10 minutes. <laughs> but um, you know, same thing with, uh, what's her name? The uh, the other country singer. Um, reminds me of Carrie Underwood, actually. Um, Taylor Swift. Kelly Pickler? N- no, no. I love Ke- uh, Kelly Pickler, though. No. Um, well, no. Is Kelly Pickler from Tampa? No. Oh. No, no, no. Um, I'm trying to think of her name now. She was married to Blake Shelton. Um, they got divorced. Miranda Lambert. Miranda Lambert. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. She's got a big pet company now. Okay. Uh, pet products and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. So, uh, trying to get her on too, but busy. Busy. <laughs> anyway, but it was great to have George Burgess on with us from Nat Geo Wild, and I'm a big fan of Nat Geo Wild. And um, so, it was fascinating some of the things that you learn. And I. I I've only snorkeled, like, I, I mean, I go to the beach and I go out in the water all the time, but I've only snorkeled way out, you know, like on a trip kind of thing once in my life. And it was fascinating to see everything underneath the water because above the water, it doesn't look like anything. But when you go below, it's like a whole new world. Now I feel like the Little Mermaid. And it's mermaid. their world. <laughs> yeah. And Breathing it's, underwater is just a, it's an amazing thing when you're under there and scuba diving and you're just like... I'm breathing underwater. How impressive is that? But you've done it more than I have. You've you've gone under and uh, yeah. stuff, and I I know that fear's got to be there. But I follow one of George's rules, and that is I go where there's other people. <laughs> no, and that's that's I, that's I, a good rule. So, you know, you see video of, of uh, people spear fishing just by themselves, just going down and you know spearing a fish and then swimming around. It's like, nah, that's not for me. I'm I'm, I'm going to give myself a, a, a chance with a group of people that I could possibly swim faster than. <laughs> and and that's the thing, too, is like when I'm out at the beach and I'm kind of looking around, I'm like, okay, I'll hang out with these people. <laughs> My chances are a little better. Because one, one is wearing yum, yum, yellow. Yeah. One is wearing their gold I necklace. I gave them that, too. I said, here, wear this today. Compliments and, of, you know, talking pets here. <laughs> and all the others I think I could swim faster than. Yeah. Especially that kid on the raft. You're not going too far. <laughs> 
Today's a win for me. <laughs> it's kind of frightening, but you know, it's. I mean, but you know, when you think about it, though, I mean, as you said, there's not that many shark attacks. I mean, but you hear about every one. Yeah, you do. I think. Well, it's kind of like, and, and you know this. I mean, it's kind of like pit bulls. I mean, yeah. you hear about every pit bull attack, but you don't hear about that chihuahua that bit somebody's toe off, right? You know, right. I mean, and chihuahuas are, are fiercer than no, pit you're bulls. Right. It's it's the media and. Oh, um, here we go on that media road again. <laughs> what? <laughs> This is the first the time. Poor media, there. they're getting beaten up by politics and the fake animal news. world. It's all fake news and confefe, John. <laughs> That's it. I love the confefe. Did anybody really know what that was anyway? No, they, they made it up. <laughs> it means everything now. It means anything you want it to mean. Oh, God. It's I, quite I, embarrassing. I can, I can so go down that road right now, but I won't. <laughs> it's quite embarrassing for him. Oh. People have forgotten about it, though, because there's been many other embarrassing things. Yeah, they're. <laughs> Too many, too too many, and more to come. I'm sending, I'm sending him a yum yum yellow speedo for <laughs> his birthday. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give him some nice shiny. He does, he does, I'll so give him some nice shiny jewelry. He does, he does spend some time at the at the beaches down in his uh, Mar a Lago. Oh, uh, you mean the golf course beaches? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, once again, you are listening to Talking Pets. Thanks for joining us in this hour. Hey, um, spay and neuter your pets, help control that pet population. If you're uh, looking to adopt a pet, go to your local animal shelter or your rescue group and get one there. And um, from myself, John Patch, Jay Stutz, and Daisy Charlotte, we say goodbye for now in this hour of Talking Pets. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget, check out Shark Fest. Starts tomorrow night at 8, and that is on Nat Geo Wild. Shark Fest. And uh, it's going to be great, so check it out. It's all week long. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.